Very cool to have our next guest, Nadia Lim, on the show. Nadia is of, obviously a household name. She won MasterChef. She's published cookbooks. She's judged My Kitchen Rules. She co-founded the phenomenally successful My Food Bag. This year, Nadia went on to reach the semifinals of Dancing with the Stars. She's with us on the line. Hello, Nadia. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's the new show going? Well, it's a bit probably like you first felt when you first opened the recipe book when you were how old and said, I'll give this a crack. It's, but it's great, Nadia. It's great. I'm really sure. enjoying it. It's lovely to talk to you. And can I say, and I'm going to say this is with the utmost sincerity, I am so thankful for you. And every night when I'm saying grace, I thank God literally for Nadia Lim and my food bag. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, and, and I know that sounds, I know that sounds over the top, but my family would testify to that because uh, 14 months ago, my wife became quite unwell, and I'd never really cooked. We'd been married for nearly 30 years, and I'd never really cooked in that time oh, at all, wow. and always thought I was just useless and didn't, and I was too scared to try. Yeah. And then my wife was unable to cook. And so I got my food back. Now, I hasten to add to people listening to this, I'm not being paid a cent. This is not an advertorial. I don't get anything for this. I'm doing it because it's true. No, but it's Phil Gifford here, Nadia. And can I just mention that Simon also possibly looking for a discount here, Nadia. No, you know what I mean? No, I, I promise I'm not. <laughs> it what a good husband. It sounds like you actually do deserve some... Uh, no, I, I don't, and I, and I wouldn't take it now, but I'm, I promise you this is true, yeah. that I started using, because I was kind of desperate, I was, and I was throwing away so much food every week because I didn't have any idea what I was doing, and so somebody suggested getting my food back. I got it. I've had it for 14 months, and I've, I am loving it. And every night, I know what I'm cooking. Everything's there. And I've actually started to enjoy it. Initially, I was stressed out. but And I'd say you're probably a pretty good cook now. I, well, I actually, it sounds rather immodest, but, I, but the kids call me Nadia. You know, like, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing okay and, um, and enjoying it. So anyway, just wanted oh, to start awesome. off. That's 100% true. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty common feedback. We have a lot of mail, but... Most of the time, males, 95% of the time, but saying, you know, they never cooked anything for 20 years or so, and then all of a sudden it's become their new favorite hobby. It's quite yeah. amazing to, to hear and watch. Well, tonight yeah. is, no, last night was fish tangine, I don't mind telling you, Nadia, there and it was go. really good. Beautiful, beautiful. Nice. Na- <laughs> Nadia, Phil Gifford here, can I ask, one of the things I'm very intrigued by is that as somebody who's written a lot of books, uh, cookbooks dominate, and, uh, and I mean dominate, the non-fiction bestseller lists all over the world. And I'm kind of intrigued because do you think that the the one area perhaps of people reading that has not stopped since you began uh, putting out cookbooks yourself is actually that, is cookbooks. People still like a book in front of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like a while ago, probably about, uh, it was around the time time I was on MasterChef actually, so almost 10 years ago. And the whole book industry was starting to fret a little because, you know, with the, with, electronic um, versions of books coming out and so much content online um, everyone thought that cookbooks were going to be out and they were the um, they were actually the one type of book that just continued to to grow and sell really well and you know when you when you think about it I mean I've got well obviously I've got bookshelves and bookshelves and bookshelves of cookbooks but it's something that you want to be able to hold in your hand and have in the kitchen a, a computer or a laptop just doesn't cut it in the kitchen and um, and you want your, that book to be you know splattered with sauce and, <laughs> yeah. and it, it, yeah it's just completely different to um, having something in your hand as opposed to something electronic when it comes to cookbooks so yeah they continue to to do well and hey everyone loves eating yeah definitely eat good food you've got to be able to cook. 
Nadia, you're obviously very yeah. busy, so I want to get through a, a few of these texts because loads of people are texting in with questions. Do you mind taking yeah. a couple of questions? Yeah, of course. Sure. sure so we'll whip through as many as we can. This one says, Nadia, hi, I've got my wife's parents coming to dinner. They're Asian and they love steak, but only well done. If they mm-hmm. see blood, they won't eat it. But for me, cooking a steak well done is a big no-no. Any suggestions mm-hmm. how I can sell them medium rare? It's the same when I cook lamb. Oh, <laughs> Um, well, you won't be able to, I don't think you'll be able to hide it, but uh, like sometimes steak is is nice, well done if it's done like in a stir fry, you know, if you really thinly slice it um, and then you stir fry it or maybe just do it medium, you know, maybe go halfway between what they like and, and what you like. Um, I, I guess as long as, uh, my dad was Asian as well and yeah, he used to be a bit funny about seeing any blood where there was meat too, but if you do it medium and you rest it really, really well, it will... You know, you, I would wrap it in tinfoil and give it a good 15 minutes to rest and just keep it warm. And it will reabsorb all of those meaty juices back into it so you won't actually see blood, red blood, when you cut into it. But it will still be nice and juicy. Yeah, Great. So go medium and rest it for a good 15 minutes. I've, I've heard that resting when it comes to cooking is vitally important. Nadia, uh, how do you know when an oven-baked crayfish is ready so as not to overcook it, says Craig? Yeah, um, it won't take long at all. Crayfish cook very, very fast. So when it's um, cooked, the crayfish shell will be bright red. And really, you're probably looking at no more than kind of like eight minutes or eight to, eight to ten minutes. Um, I would probably I would just test it with a um, like poke a skewer into it, and you'll be able to feel. Uh, how would I describe it? Like there, it won't. There won't be. What was it? There won't be any resistance, I guess, when you push your push something really sharp into it. Uh, okay. You'll, you'll kind of be able to, like, if you push down on it and it's squidgy, then it's probably still a bit raw inside. But if it's if it doesn't feel squidgy, then it's going to be cooked, and the flesh will be white, not translucent. Yeah, but do be very careful not to overcook it. Um, I would go as far as um, if he hasn't caught the crayfish, so you know, it's, it's, yeah. Um, I'm not free, and he's spent big dollars on it. I would go as far as actually taking it out of the oven. And um, pulling up a bit of the flesh and testing it, it should come away quite easily from the um, from the shell when it's um, cooked, and and do that like after eight minutes, and then you know put it back if it's still not quite done, then put it back in for another couple of minutes. But I would go to that length because crayfish are pretty expensive, so I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't yeah. leave any stones yeah. turned, and I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so take that advice on board, Craig. Good idea. One text before we go to a break, um, Nadia. It says, "Hi there, Nadia. Please, can you tell me how to get light, crunchy pastry on top of meat or chicken pies? Mine always goes a bit flat and soggy, no matter which brand I use. Should the filling be hot or cold? I love your recipes, by the way," says Colleen. Ah, um, so well, first of all, it comes down to the pastry that you use. If I can say that the best brand that I love using is Panetone, which is what we use in my food bag. Panetone. Um, because they use real butter and it's just so flaky and light. Um, but it does help. If you're doing a pie, yes, it absolutely can help to have the pie filling cold. So you can actually chill it in the fridge first, then put it into your, um, into your pie tin. And if you're doing a pie where you've got the base lined with pastry, then make sure you you blind bake the pastry first. You can't have raw pastry, then put the filling on top and then um, put more pastry on top and then bake it because the bottom pastry is going to be all soggy and uncooked. Um, but if you're just doing a pie where it's the filling and then the pastry on top, yes, you can chill the chill the filling and then put the pastry on top and then um, bake it. 
and that way it will allow more time for the pastry to cook and puff up and turn golden before the filling gets too hot and steamy. Man, what, you're supposed to be great to know that much about cooking. We're with Nadia Lim. You're just yeah. amazing. It's good stuff. More of your texts in just a moment. Nadia's very kindly given up her time for till close to th- uh, 4 o'clock. So if you want to text us a question, 9292 is our text number. This is News Talk ZB with Cy and Phil. This is ZB with Cy and Phil at 16 to 4. Uh, one of the busiest and the nicest people in this country is Nadia Lim. She's with us. Absolutely. And Nadia, Phil here now. Um, look, one of the things, as I mentioned, you were incredibly busy and you've started up a brand new company or whatever it was called, called Fable. It's spelled P-H-A-B-L-E. P-H-A-B-L-E. Could you explain to us what that basically involves, Nadia? Yeah, it's, um, well, I, I can't actually take the credit for starting it up. This guy called Ben Wong, who is an absolute tech genius, um, he's just incredibly smart, um, has created this technology. And um, my original business partners with my food bag and myself and my husband have um, come on board and invested into it. But um, we were just blown away. So in a, in a nutshell, um, it's like a, a photo book. So you can create your own photo books online um, using Fable, but the difference is, is that you can actually in, embed videos into these books as well. So it's a way of like preserving memories in, in books. Um, hard so, to, yeah, is it a hard copy book? I can explain it. It's kind of like a photo album, but with videos in it. But it's, um, no, it can't be a hard copy well, book, it's a video well, in it. Thought, well, exactly. That's the thing. Maybe it has moving pictures inside the pages, so it's all online. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I forgot to explain. You scan your phone over it, or, or um, an iPad, or whatever you've got, um, and then it plays the video for you. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's, it's a very really good cool. idea. It's, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's as best as I could explain, but it's actually far more impressive than what I can... No, that's it, actually, it actually sounds like a world first. Is, is Would that be it fair is, to say? Yeah, it is actually a world first. And we're thinking, you know, it, it's um, while great for um, photo albums and memory books, you could apply it to probably cookbooks or um, kids' books and yeah. textbooks schools and that kind of thing so yeah we're really excited about it and um we'll see where it goes that is cool man how do you find the time like i mean how do you find that what time do you get up and what time do you go to bed well i've actually got a tiny bit more time now that dancers and stuff (laughs) yeah that ended up being a huge commitment that ended up being like 60 hours plus a week Mm. um yeah so now i feel like i've got quite a bit more time but back to being mostly being um mum but you're working on different book projects as well and um, my food bag, you know, we've got we've just released some ready-made meals too, so we're in the process of launching that at the moment. Crikey! Yeah. So, what time do you get up, and what time do you go to bed? Oh, if I could choose what time to get up, I'd probably be up later. But because of the little ones, it's generally about five thirty-six. Five thirty-six, and you go to bed at what time? Oh, I don't know, nine thirty ten. Oh, okay, man, that's a yeah. pack. That's a packed day, though. That's a very long day. Hey, Nadia, a couple of quick text questions for you. Pete's got an interesting question. It's a little bit macabre, but it's not a bad question. He says, "Hey, guys, could you please ask Nadia if she only had a moment to live, what would her last meal be?" <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, that's a common question. The one that I usually pick is nachos. Hey, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, nachos. Yeah. But I'm not talking about like you know greasy. Um, nachos they've just got mints and, and cheese on them like I'm, I'm quite picky with my nachos I love like a good mint sauce but I like beans in it as well like it's filled out with some beans um, and lots of herbs but then it needs really good like lots of really freshly made guacamole with coriander and lime in it um, a freshly made salsa with chopped tomatoes and red onion and, and pickled jalapenos 
some sour cream, actually I like mixing the sour cream with natural yogurt to kind of lighten it up a bit. So yeah, nachos, but nice, really nice nachos. Great. That, I mean, that, Annette, can I ask you this question? Of all the chefs that are in the world, and there's a lot that have the notoriety now, you know, of course there's Jamie Oliver and Gordon Ramsay and various other people. Who is a chef that you most respect and admire and have loved their work? Well, I always have to credit Jamie Oliver um, for partly for being where I am today because I was 12 years old when I watched him on The Naked Chef and that's when I decided that I wanted to do what I'm doing today. Mm. I actually wanted to marry him. My husband <laughs> and I was going to marry him and read write cookbooks together and have a TV show um, together, but obviously that didn't work out. Your husband um, will be loving you saying all that stuff, Nadia. Oh, he knows. He knows that he's plan B. <laughs> he's plan B. <laughs> he totally knows. Nadia, um, one more question from me, please, is yes. that obviously somebody that is so immersed in the beauty of food and the wonder of food and stuff, is there one meal that you've had in your lifetime, not one you've cooked yourself, but is there one meal you've had in your lifetime that you go, yes, that was the most amazing, fantastic memory I have of having a meal? Oh, there's so many. I actually, a lot of my memories, even from when I was really young, are all kind of based around a food event or something. That's almost how I remember a lot of, um, a lot of things from my childhood. Oh, I mean, it could be anything from something like, I, I remember my nan. When I think of my nan, I always think of browned onions and um, macaroni cheese. Like that. And that was yeah. just a, a stunning a stunning meal. So simple, but so delicious. But then, like on my travels, I've had the most incredible food. Actually, probably out of any country I've traveled to in the world, um, I had the best food in um, India and in Mumbai, and it was the cheapest as well. And unfortunately, I had the worst in Paris, and it was the most expensive. <laughs> I think I got caught by the tourist trips. What a great story. Oh, what a great story. Paris, but, Nadia, yeah. a couple of quick things and then we'll let you go. And we appreciate your time very much. No do worries. You, it's been you, great talking to you. I you, love your show. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Days old, but I'm loving it. Oh, that's very kind of you. Do you feel pressure? Because you're so talented as a chef. When you have friends over, like if I have friends over, I don't really feel a huge amount of pressure because they're not expecting much. But you're Nadia Lim. <laughs> and when they come and sit down at your place at the dinner table... Do you have this ache in your stomach going, oh, my goodness, I'd better be good? I used to, absolutely used to, and I used to go all out and go make things too complicated. But now, no, especially with old friends. No, like they often, sometimes they just get pizza and corn chips with guacamole. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, not to, note to self, don't go to Nadia's place for dinner. <laughs> but if it's someone that I, that I don't know, that, that, you know, that's coming over for the first time, then absolutely, yes, I do feel a bit more pressure and I will put more effort into it. But the best thing is just the best advice is really to, to just keep it simple, you know, keep it to no more than kind of three courses. Yeah. In the old days, I used to do about eight to ten courses. Crikey, gee. And it would still be there at like 11 o'clock at night <laughs> waiting for the That's so incredible. Don't do, that. don't do that. And the last thing, and then we'll let you go. Um, can anybody cook? Can any, you know, yeah. I know there's a lot of people that get stressed out, and I include myself very much in that. Can anybody be a good cook? Yeah. Well, as long as you can read. If you can read, then you, then you can. And you can use a knife, then you can cook. Definitely. Fair enough. All you, all you need is a good recipe. Um, and, you know, four or five good quality ingredients and you you can put something delicious together. Yeah. So just, just get a Nadia Lombrisky book and you'll be fine. <laughs> You're a star. <laughs> Nadia, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Really no great worries. to chat thank with you. you guys. Yeah, all the best with the fable. Yeah. all the best done with the show this week. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. Really nice to talk to you. That's Nadia Lim. Isn't she lovely? Cheers. Nine minutes away from four. Um, lots of texts. And thank you very much for your thoughts on Nadia. And people love her recipes too. So that's all good.